This is the Employee Safety Podcast from Alert Media. We provide business professionals with insights and ideas for protecting their people from the vast array of threats facing organizations today. Each week, you'll hear advice and best practices from an experienced safety leader. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. It's Sarah Prattley here filling in for Peter today. I'm glad to be back to host another episode of the Employee Safety Podcast. Today's episode is a special one for me because it features one of my colleagues from the Global Threat Intelligence team here at Alert Media, Kathan Fish. As a lead global intelligence analyst, Kathan spends his days consuming a huge volume of information, and I invited him to the show to give you all some insight into how he and his team monitor and identify global threats for more than 3,000 customers each day. With the growing volume of risks we are experiencing today, both nationally and around the world, it's no wonder that our team is constantly asked about how we gather such timely and relevant and accurate information. And Kathan gives all of those answers and more in this interview. So let's go ahead and jump right in. All right, Kathan, let's start with the basics. So what does it mean to be a global threat intelligence analyst? And what are your responsibilities in your current role leading on the team? Well, there are many facets of intelligence and many ways intelligence teams fit into specific organizations. Types of intel teams can range from cyber threat intelligence or investigative intelligence to health or reputational intelligence. But in our context and typical physical threat intelligence teams, our job is to find threats that directly impact people, assets, or a business's continuity. So it doesn't matter if a company is a small business with one storefront or a multinational entity with employees around the world, or even a company where the employees are in a complete work-from-home situation, physical threats don't discriminate. So our job is to make sure that every one of our customers has the information to keep their people safe by finding and analyzing possible dangers and risks, and then disseminating that actionable intelligence to every one of our customers. Yeah. And when we think about volume, there's certainly a ton of stuff happening around us each day. So in terms of process, how exactly do you and the team monitor for and identify and communicate those potential threats to customers and to stakeholders? Well, our global intelligence team uses a number of tools and resources to surface and vet threats. We've built a suite of tools that includes things like artificial intelligence, which helps us quiet the noise of the mass amounts of information on the internet, authoritative sources like government and law enforcement agencies, uh, social media, which can definitely differ based on region and country due to how people share information, cultural nuances, and the different platforms utilized in each country. Um, News media at a local, national, and even international level audio scanners that we have access to in some regions, live video feeds, and so much more. Uh, Every day, my team has anywhere from three to five analysts on the shift. Each analyst is assigned a specific region or regions of the world. And their primary job is to sift through all of these sources and find information indicative of a possible threat. So we analyze that information. And if we determine that it might impact people now or in the future based on its location or its possibility of physical harm or disruption to transportation or infrastructure or health risks or a host of other indicators, we write that alert. So this is all done in minutes. And as soon as we hit send, our customers immediately have access to that alert. 
Uh, and based on their specific settings, our software will automatically alert their employees within a specific proximity to the threat. But each customer can ultimately choose to manually send alerts if the initial information doesn't necessarily meet the threshold for automatic notifications. And Kathan, why don't we talk about some of the different threats that our team is monitoring? Can you give us uh, an indication of some of the things that we're watching for around the globe? Yeah, well, we monitor for a variety of things. Uh, This can include natural disasters to severe weather to violent crimes and civil unrest, even water boil notices that may impact drinking water for employees of our customers. So there's a variety of different things that we look for uh, all across the globe. Yeah, it is such a variety. There's so many different things going on. And we really have such an amazing team of experts with outstanding and diverse backgrounds, yourself included. Why don't you go ahead and talk about your background in threat intelligence and how you got started in this line of work? Well, I got into the intelligence field through the military. I enlisted a little over seven years ago and commissioned as an officer in 2019. I'm currently a military intelligence officer in the Army Reserves, trained as an all-source intelligence officer, but currently working in signals intelligence. Um, After commissioning, I wanted to align my career with my military background. So I started working on signals and threat intelligence with Pinkerton at a a big social media company. We primarily worked with on and off platform threats as well as physical threat intelligence. And after learning about alert media, I made the shift here and have had such a rewarding experience. We're so excited to have you. You're such a valuable member of the team. You know, throughout your career, what trends do you think have impacted how you approach intelligence gathering in particular? That's a great question. And to be honest, the sheer volume and availability of information has definitely impacted how we approach our jobs and how security professionals identify threats that are most impactful to their people and businesses everywhere. The web is a big place and the way that people utilize social media and disseminate information, the internet constantly changes. So in turn, we are always refining our sources, establishing processes that let us identify threats quicker than our competitors and continuously train our analysts on the very fast and ever-evolving practices of open source intelligence. It's becoming harder and harder for any one person or team to truly capture all of the threats that may impact their business. So we try to take pride in being at the forefront of not only the software aspect of the field, but also bringing so much diverse experience to each one of our customers through our team members. Great. And I feel like you know, there's just so much going on. And like you said, it's just such an evolving space. You know, now that we have that context, why don't you go ahead and walk us through a typical day in your role? I'm glad you asked that. And if you asked anybody on my team or anybody on our global Intel team, they would likely tell you that there is no such thing as a typical day as a threat intelligence analyst. One thing that we can count on is that nothing will be the same as the day before. However, because we are on a team that operates 24-7, 365 days a year, we do have processes and procedures that our team follows when we are coming into a shift so that we're better prepared to take on whatever is going to happen that day. Typically, we'll have about 30 to 60 minutes to read in to get acquainted with what's going on in the world. We're always overlapped with the shifts prior and following, so we're fully covered during this time. And we have the ability to ask questions and 
learn more about what the prior team put out. While reading in, we'll look at updates to ongoing alerts like the war in Ukraine or civil unrest in many different countries. And we'll read through the smaller kinetic alerts that are unique to that day, like a shooting investigation or a hazmat incident that is evacuating a hotel. At the beginning and end of each shift, we'll have a meeting that we call a handover, where the current shift fills the incoming shift in on what threats are especially pertinent, anything that they should keep an eye on. And this is the typical time that we'll discuss or ask questions about any of these ongoing alerts. Throughout the shift, we are on a virtual call so we can quickly and easily discuss the credibility of the threats or help analyze information when the world gets a little crazy. And that's why every shift is so unique. We never know what's going to happen. So vigilance is key during each and every shift. Yeah, and you should just hit on there. There is a lot of communication and collaboration that happens among our team as we work so hard to support our customers. But how about speaking to how our team goes a level beyond that and interacts with our customers? Yeah, absolutely. There are a few ways that we communicate with customers and make sure that we're delivering first-class service. The first way is through our incredible customer success team who works with customers every day to support their emergency communication use cases. Uh, This is where we usually provide high-level operational input that doesn't necessarily focus on specific alerts if any one of our customers has a question, we're able to answer those for them through our customer success team. Uh, They also give us impactful stories on how the intelligence that we provide helps people across the world. It's a nice way to hear that the work that we are doing is having a positive impact. The second way that we communicate to customers is through our recently launched analyst access feature that provides customers with a direct line to us, the analysts on shift. So at any time on any day, customers can chat with an analyst, which enables us to provide as much additional context as possible to help customers navigate specific threats. A great recent example was regarding a tornado that made landfall in the middle of a Midwest town. It inflicted severe damage to commercial and residential buildings. One of our customers had interest in the area and messaged us for information on injury counts and specific damage reports and a few other pieces of information that we were able to provide, such as detailed accounts of damage across the region, geolocated buildings and addresses that were damaged in the tornado and photos and videos of the aftermath, which helped this particular client better navigate that situation for their employees and their customers. Yeah, Kathan, I'm glad you mentioned that example. It's been really exciting to see how our customers are leveraging our team through the chat feature. We've, of course, already seen an alarming number of tragedies and disasters this year, both on the national scale and, of course, globally. Um, We've got the war in Ukraine, extreme weather, there's the ongoing pandemic, there's this increase in mass shootings in the U.S. that we've seen in recent weeks. How do you feel like the team is impacted by these events? Well, monitoring these threats takes a mental toll for sure, especially since the reality is that our job is to report on things that could potentially harm people or have already harmed people. We really have to compartmentalize what we see. So digging through countless pieces of media, and information of violent or physically harmful incidents to provide the most accurate, detailed intelligence reports that we can 
is oftentimes heartbreaking. Um, I grabbed some data from our team and year over year, the number of threats that we've sent out has already doubled. So quite uh, an increase in volume and, and actionable intelligence that we're able to send out. Yeah, and as you mentioned, you know, this kind of work, it's difficult, right? Um, but it's also incredibly important. How do you stay positive and passionate about the work that you're doing? Personally, I stay positive about the work that we do because our whole mission is to help people. People are our goal. So every piece of intelligence that we send out is sent in an attempt to save lives and keep people out of harm's way. Even from a business perspective, an effect of a lot of the information that we provide uh, helps minimize loss and protects people's livelihoods. But it's also important for us as analysts to disconnect from work after shifts or on our weekends. It's definitely hard not to keep tabs on everything going on in the world because it's habitual for me to constantly monitor global events. So to get away from that, I like to go to the gym or go on runs before my shift. It helps me clear my head and get ready for the day. But I make sure that on the weekends, I'm doing hobbies that I enjoy, spending time with loved ones and recharging. Something that I really try to instill on my team and hopefully by extension, the whole global Intel team is to take care of our physical and mental health first and foremost. Yeah, absolutely. We have such a mission-driven team that sits in such a mission-driven organization. And there's so much importance in the work that we're doing, but also taking time away from the work that we're doing to stay healthy. Well, to wrap things up, I would love if you could tell us about a great day you had on the job or maybe a memorable moment that stuck with you from your current role. Do you have any specific stories that come to mind? Yeah, absolutely. I've had many memorable moments while on the team. And honestly, every day is a great day simply because we're trying to make a positive impact. But one particular incident that stood out to me was the shooting on the New York City subway in Brooklyn on April 12th of this year. I got on the shift as the manhunt for the shooter was going on and learned more about the incident while reading through all of the alerts and updates and information that we provided. I ended up texting my brother-in-law after seeing the location to make sure that he was okay because he lives in Brooklyn near where the shooting occurred and commutes on the exact subway that the event took place. But in a world collides sort of way, I remember that he actually works for one of our customers. And he told me that he received text alerts through our platform way before I even texted him. So it was one of those times where I personally was thankful that he had received our threat intelligence alerts and that his company utilized our platform because it kept him safe and continues to keep countless other people safe as well. That's great. It's always awesome when those things hit home. Ethan, thank you so much for being here today and for sharing your day-to-day activities with us. I really appreciate all the incredible work that you do every day, in addition to all the work that our team is doing to help organizations keep their people informed and safe and well. Thank you very much for having me on the podcast, Sarah. I'm super grateful to be able to share a little bit about what we do on the global intelligence team. And I thoroughly enjoyed my time here. Awesome. Okay. Well, if anyone has any additional questions for you in particular, Kathan, how's the best way for them to connect with you? Well, if anyone wants to connect, uh, my LinkedIn profile is linkedin.com slash Fish. It's like Nathan with a K. Awesome. Thanks again, Kathan, and all of you for joining us for the Employee Safety Podcast. I always enjoy filling in for Peter where I can. So thanks for having me back. 
If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show at Alert Media's website or follow us on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to give us a quick rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Have a safe week, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Employee Safety Podcast from Alert Media, the industry's most intuitive emergency communication and threat intelligence solution. To learn more about how to protect your people and business during critical events, visit alertmedia.com. Until next time.